This message was presented at the GYC 2014 conference at the Cross in Phoenix, Arizona. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. Good afternoon. Welcome to the seminar on relentless prayer. I'd like to thank the Lord for giving us the time that today uh, is our last, last session, and uh, we do believe that uh, God has blessed us, and as promised, we are going to continue with uh, the faith, and uh, we will have a season of prayer uh, at the end of our session today. Um, before we start, we would like to bow our heads as we pray. Our God, our Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about prayer, relentless prayer, how to communicate with you, how to listen to your voice. We pray, Father, that this last session will be a great blessing for every one of us. Thank you for answering our prayers because we have asked in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yesterday, we talked about uh, faith, and we said that um, for us to receive an answer to our prayer, we have conditions. God loves us, and He has revealed to us how to have uh, our prayers answered. Uh, just a, a little summary for our friends, probably they have come for the first time, um, we talked about the conditions. We talked about mainly the friendship, the paradigm shift, how to uh, have our prayer answered. You see the trend in the Bible that if we study the record of the prayers in the Bible, most of the prayers in the Bible, the answer was yes. And we have some exceptions. Uh, we have studied that. And we said that the way to reach that level is to develop a strong relationship with God, to have the friendship of God. We become His friends, and He will reveal His secret to us personally. You remember that. And God is inspiring our prayers through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will inspire what to ask and what not to ask. And we were saying, actually, the spirit of prophecy said, God delights in answer those kind of prayer. And we talked about also of the faith, the prayer of faith. We lack faith, but we are not desperate because, as we said, God has built in, in our system, when he manufactured us, a measure of faith. That means we just need to activate that through the power of God and the Holy Spirit and the Bible. And we said for our prayer, our faith to be strong, we must pray. Like the father of the, the son, the, the child was sick, he said, help me increase my faith. That means through prayer. We need to pray for our prayer, for our faith to be strong. And then we talked about the Bible, the Word of God. We have to mix our faith with the Word of God. 
And when we saturate our minds and our hearts with the word of God, then our faith will be stronger. So we need to spend time on our knees, spend time studying the word of God. Then we continue to find a way for our faith to be strong. Listen to this. And this is from the spirit of prophecy. This is not from uh, a book of a kind of a self-help or a kind of talking to yourself. This is from the spirit of prophecy. First book of testimony, page 699. I was so excited when I discovered this because I really wanted my faith to be stronger and I would like my prayers to be answered. And I think all of us, that is our deepest desire, that the experience of those in the Bible, the people in the Bible, will be our own experience as well. So I was trying, as I told you, I was trying to find a way, what is the best way for us to have our prayer answered? And I discovered these statements. He said, if you want faith, talk faith. Talk hopefully, cheerfully. And then in manuscript 7, page 403, let's talk faith and we will have faith. Never utter a word of doubt. This is what the spirit of prophecy tells us. And then in Christ Object Lesson, a book that is very familiar, but sometimes we miss these statements. So I was so excited when I discovered this from the spirit of prophecy, that it is possible to increase our faith. And he said, talk and act as if your faith was invincible. Let's read this together. Let's go. Talk and act as if your faith was invincible. So this is a way for our faith to be strong. And then, in another statement, Ministry of Healing. Ministry of Healing, page 253. While words express thoughts, that is a normal thing. When you think, then you speak. Yes or no? That is the way. But Sister White says that while words express thoughts, it is also true that thoughts follow words. If we would give more expression of our faith, we should have more faith. This is a science. This is a secret. And we praise the Lord for this. That means... If you want to believe in something, we talk, you talk about it. This is what the spirit of prophecy tells us to do. He said, well, words express thoughts. It is also true that thoughts follow words. If we give more expression of our faith, we should have more faith. If you then we want our faith to be strong, we should refrain from talking doubt. We should never be expert in doubt. Some people are very expert in doubting. 
as if it is really great signs of intelligence. <laughs> in faith, in a matter of religion, we should not entertain doubt. Of course, in learning science and learning some of our things, we must question for us to know. But when it comes to the word of God, when God says something, we should believe. And that is a sign of intelligence in a matter of faith. Just believe. Since God says it, I believe. It is in the word of God, I believe. And we express that. And then our faith will be stronger. Feeling and faith. In the book Early Writings, page 72. Feeling is not faith. That is very critical. You may think, oh, I don't feel like believing. My feeling right now, I have a little doubt. The idea is that you may have some doubt in your mind, but you don't express it. You don't vocalize it. Because when you say it, it reinforces it. It becomes no stronger and stronger. It is just like uh, some, some children, unfortunately, the parents say, you are stupid. And you keep, they keep on repeating that. Finally, that child will believe. And that is from one other person saying it. But we ourselves, we can also tell it ourselves. Said, oh, I am like this. You doubt, you doubt, and doubt, and finally you believe in it. This is what the spirit of prophecy is saying. Don't say that. You'd rather believe what God says. And that's why our faith will be stronger. And it said here, feeling is not faith. The two are distinct. True faith lays hold and claims the promised blessing before it is realized and felt his faith, naked faith, to believe that we receive the blessing even before we realize it. When the promised blessing is realized and enjoyed, faith is swallowed up. That is profound. It is an exercise, spiritual exercise that we need to, need to do. In the Bible, it is clear that this talking faith, vocalize your faith. It is important to speak and vocalize our faith. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 37, in Hebrew chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, we are told why the unfaithful ones failed in the, um, in the desert. They, in the wilderness, they did not mix the promise with their spoken faith. Our time is rather limited, but it is explained why those in the wilderness, they could not make it to Canaan land. And the explanation is that they lived in doubt. They said, let's go to Canaan land. No, 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 we cannot go there. They express that, no, we will die if we go there. And here is an interesting thing. In Numbers chapter 13 and 14, and we read just the chapter 14 because of time, and verse 28, but this is, this is very profound. This is very clear. When I discovered this, 
I was happy, but at the same time, I trembled. Let's read it together. Let's open our Bibles in number chapter 14 and verse 28. In the New King James versions and even in King James, King James version, it is even uh, clearer the way it is expressed. Chapter 14 and verse 28. This is now uh, the case, the case of the children of Israel when it comes to them to cross the uh, Jordan River. And this is what God says through Moses. We can even read it from uh, verse 26 to give us the context. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complained against me? I have heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me. Say to them, Analyze this. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. The carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fail in the wilderness. All of you we were numbered according to your entire number from 20 years old and above. You see the context here, the children of Israel, you see the spies, 12 of them, uh, Joshua and Caleb, part of the, the group, and then the 10, 10 complained. They said, no, we cannot, we cannot go there. Don't, let's go back to Egypt. There's no way we can go there. Let's go back to Egypt. And uh, Joshua and Caleb did everything to change their minds, but no way. Unfortunately, they prevailed. And God said, okay, since you said that you, will not, will, you are not going to Canaan, I will just do that. You will not go to Canaan. Only those who wanted to go to Canaan will go. And that's why only among that generation, that group, only Caleb and Joshua reached Canaan land. Because God said very clearly, as it is said here, as truly as I live, says the Lord, as you have spoken in my mine ears, so will I do to you. So whatever you say, and this is amazing with God, God will say, okay, fine. Since this is what you want, then we will do it. I will do it. Vocalize. Don't vocalize doubt. But rather speak or talk faith. And uh, those who achieve great things for God. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Verse 45 to 47. would like you to take note of that and you can read, but because of our limited time, I would not read it. But this is about David and Goliath. You remember the discussion between David, not discussion, the exchange between David and Goliath. 
And if you analyze the statement of David, he talked faith. He said, this is what God has done through me, being a shepherd. And he said, today, it will be done to you also, Goliath. It did not happen yet, but David talked faith. He believed that God, God is going to do that, exactly that. And what David said, it happened exactly. That is a way for our faith to grow. That is our way for our faith to be strong. And uh, Elijah also talked faith. You remember the prayer of Elijah for rain? It was hard. It ha he had to have a relentless prayer. Praying six times, nothing. And then seven times, what happened? There was this, the cloud, the size of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the hand. And he said, oh, King Ahab, you must run now. Because if you don't, then you will be stopped by rain. The cloud was just so small. There was no rain. Actually, uh, for the last three and a half years. But he said, once he saw, he said, go and run. He talked faith, not doubt. He didn't say, well, I don't know what will happen. There's a little cloud there, but maybe it will disappear very soon. No, it's the opposite. Elijah said, Ahab, you must run. Otherwise, the rain will stop you. Because said, I hear already the sound of the rain. There was no sound of the rain yet. But he talked. He, he talked by faith. So for our faith to be strong, we must express it. We must vocalize it. This is not a psychological gimmick. It is from the Bible, as you see, and from the spirit of prophecy. We need to practice this in a practical way. If you are in a group or uh, just you, yourself, don't entertain any negative thoughts. Don't start, don't specialize in doubting the word of God. Believe. And when you believe, even though it is not happening yet, like the case of Elijah, then your faith will be stronger. Is it clear? That is what God wants us to do. Um, now, we talked about faith. And as I told you, we will have two, two major things that we'll do today. We talk about how to structure our prayer life, and then we will pray. But as I said, we need, we need to allow God to have his life in us through faith. And let's talk faith and the word of God. Now, 
we have been talking about relentless prayer. That means to be a praying man and a praying woman. A man and a woman of prayer. That means how to be a man and a woman of prayer. How to have this consistency in our prayer life. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. That is what Jesus did. And we read the other day in Desire of Ages, page 89. The early morning often found him in some secluded place, meditating, searching the scriptures, war in prayer. From these quiet hours, he would return to his home to take up his duties again and to give an example of patient toil. And here is Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. The key. How do you do that? Like Jesus, early morning. This is the key. This is the, uh, the key to this life. Uh, we still have two seats here. You can come. Mm -hmm. And said, said the Lord in Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 4. He said, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in session to him who weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. In the book, Christ Object Lesson, it is commented, page 139, not for himself, that is for Jesus, Jesus Christ, but for others he lived and thought and prayed. From hours spent with God, he came forth morning by morning to bring the light of heaven to men. Daily, daily, he received a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the early hours of the new day, the Lord awakened him from his slumbers. And his soul and his lips were anointed with grace that he might impart to others. This is an experience that I would like us to, to, uh, to have. To ask God to wake us up in the morning. Like Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus is our example. The prayer life of Jesus must be our prayer life. And we are amazed by the prayer life of Jesus. And remember, we said we cannot claim to be busier than Jesus. We cannot uh, find an excuse. Well, I'm so busy, so I cannot have the prayer life of Jesus. And here is the secret. His father woke him up every morning. 
And this is for our encouragement. This is what I'm trying to do. I ask God to wake me up every morning. And uh, the Lord is doing that. Um, but for us to do that, we need to pray and act at the same time. We need to keep our evening because we are awake. We need to ask God to help us to manage our evening. As far as in the morning, we are not awake. Of course, we can always uh, use alarm clock. It's not a sin to use alarm clock. Uh, it's okay. But it is better if God himself wakes us up. I'm not condemning for those who are using alarm clock. Uh, we are flexible. But we are talking about the best. Following the example of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because that in itself is an experience. That today, God woke me up. My father woke me up. I remember when our children were still small. Then we were their alarm clock. <laughs> wake them up. He said, God, that will be good. I remember when I started this, he said, Lord, it will be an interesting thing to be awakened by you every morning. So keep our morning, our evening. That means to have a good morning, good relationship with God in the morning, we have to manage our evening. That means we should eliminate those things that will absorb us and then will make us not to sleep early enough. Here again, early is subjective. It depends. Your early might not be mine, but it should be early enough even for you so that you can wake up early enough. So I don't want to say here, go to bed at this time or wake up at this time. But I'm just telling the general principle. And the Holy Spirit and God and you will, will work this out. But the principle is, go to bed early enough. Eliminate those things. And before you go to bed, you pray. Lord, I'm going to sleep now. I really would like you to wake me up. You know my body. You know how much sleep I need. You know you made me. And you love me. I am your child. So I depend on you. Just wake me up for our appointment. Because this is about an appointment we have with our loving Father. And then you go to bed, knowing that your heavenly Father is watching over you because he's not sleeping. 
And when, it, when time comes, he said, wake up, my daughter. Wake up, my son. We need to talk now. Let's spend time together. And that is your experience with God. But I warn you, you may miss some of the mornings, but don't give up. Don't say, oh, I missed. I will never, I, I will never make this thing. No, if you miss one, try again. Try again. Ask God. And God will just do that. That is our experience. So structure, structure just that. Now, throughout the day, you see to have a nice appointment of God in the morning, throughout the day, we need to cultivate this continuous communion with God. As we walk, as we work, as we study, as we talk, let's have our prayers in our heart all the time. Let's develop this prayer life all the time. That's, that is the way the command, pray with that season, will be implemented. Pray with that season. And then you will have a relentless prayer. Now, um, our time is rather short. We are saying that we are going to pray. We are going to pray today. I just want us to um, talk about the greatness of God. The relentless prayer is also praying big. Our God is a great God. In Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27, he said, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? That is the question, that is the question of, um, uh, question asked. And then the answer in verse, um, the following verse 17, here is verse 17, Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Our God is a great God. And here is a great statement. Desire of Ages, page 668, and it is also in the book Christian Service. The Lord is disappointed when his people place a low estimate upon themselves and is well pleased when they make the very highest demands upon him, that they may glorify his name. They may expect large things if they have faith in his promises. If, yes, God is willing to to answer small prayers, but he likes when we ask big things. He's well pleased, as it is said here. He's well pleased when they make, that means us, the very highest demands upon him, that they may glorify his name. This is for his glory, not for our own glory. 
And they may expect large things if they have, if they have faith in his promises. So, what are the things that we're asking for? In the book, Power of Prayer, these are the things they are given. We pray. It is according to the will of God. We should never doubt. It is listed already that we can ask. He said, there's a list here. First, for the pardon of sin. Don't doubt. When you ask for forgiveness, believe that God has forgiven our sins. That is one. What is the second one? Second in the list. For a Christ-like temper. This is good news for those who are short temper. <laughs> he said, for a Christ-like temper, and also for all of us, we need the temper of Jesus Christ. For a Christ-like temper, for wisdom and strength to do his work. That is powerful. He said, for any gift he has promised, almost a blank check now, we may ask. Then we are to believe that we receive and return thanks to God that we have received. So we are going to ask for pardoning, for forgiveness of our sins, for the Holy Spirit, for a Christ-like temper, for wisdom and strength, and for any gift. And um, this is, to me, it's very encouraging. He said here, Jesus sees his true church on the earth, whose greatest ambition is to cooperate with him in the grand work of saving souls. He hears their prayers presented in contrition and power and omnipotence. God himself cannot resist their plea. When you ask for the conversion of a soul, and if you really plead like John Knox, and he say, Lord, as it is said here, Lord, give me, if we have, this is the prayer of John Knox, if we have the interest that John Knox had when he pleaded before God for Scotland, we shall have success. He cried, give me Scotland, Lord, or I die. And when we take hold of the work and wrestle with God saying, I must have souls. I will never give up the struggle. We shall find that God will look upon our efforts with favor. This is what we are going to ask. First of all, our spirituality. Our walk with God. Pray a big prayer that God will operate a miracle today in our walk with God. We are tired of this weak walk with God. We want to be strong spiritually. Forgiveness of our sins. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Christ-like temper. That means our character. The gift to do God's work. It has been promised. And then, wisdom. Souls. Friends. Friends. Family members, children, 
who are still far from the Lord. God will operate miracles. Our time is rather limited. <coughs> we have to go soon, but we will engage ourselves now in prayer. We apply now the relentless prayer that we have been studying for the last six sessions. So what we will do, we divide our prayer into two parts. The first part will be a silent prayer. You and your God, just talk to your heavenly Father. Practice, practice relentless prayer. Spend about three minutes. And then when you are done, turn to the one next to you and pray for one another. Share for one minute your needs, your requests, and then pray for one another. And I have to, I have to leave because uh, I'm going to, I've been asked to lead the prayer in the main auditorium. But my wife will conclude uh, with uh, prayer while um, we finish. Yes. Yes, give, uh, give your email to... Yes, give uh, probably what we'll do is that uh, um, you give the email to my wife and we will uh, we'll work with the organizers how to make it happen because probably that is for now the best that we are going to manage it so that it will be like a handout for you uh, that attended attended. And uh, later on, probably, we can make it available on the website also, uh, as it was announced. So we will uh, we'll try to do that. Give the, if there's a sheet of paper, and mm -hmm. yeah, all right. Uh, we are going then to, to pray silent prayer on our knees and talking to God. This message was recorded at the GYC 2014 conference at the cross in Phoenix, Arizona. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered and soul-winning Christians. To download or purchase other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.